0: So we take...
1: this week's Sonic Talk. While Rich is back from touring with Sheik in Australia, Gaz bags a big rock opera gig, the sound of noise, film, the clawed keyboard controller, Miselo Nero Android hardware synth, Reason Songwriting challenge results and Mesa Rumours all coming up on this week's Sonic Talk. Sonic Talk is brought to you by Yamaha. Try out their O1V96i compact digital console with loads and loads of features on board. And by Mac Pro Video, audio software training for professionals. For a 20% discount, head to sonicstate.com forward slash MPV everybody, and welcome to Sonic Talk number 259, recording today, Wednesday, the 14th of March. Uh, I suppose we could say this is the post-iPad show, um, as it was announced um, in between our... uh, I think it was announced the day of our last podcast. So, anyway, but that's beside the point. I want to welcome all my guests. Uh, We've got a nice full chat room as well. Um, So let's start with Rich Hilton, who uh, is over... He's just back, fresh from... Uh, that's the other one. Sorry. Fresh, well, is fresh an accurate example, an accurate description of how you're feeling? Fresh back from Australia, where he's been. Uh, um, well, he's been a disco king for uh, some some time. I know they like disco music in Australia because they made that film, didn't they? Um, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. How was All it, Rich? Right. Did, Did You have a you good time?
0: Oh, so? oh, I had a great time. Unbelievable time. Yeah, so much fun. Great shows. Saw a lot of friends, old and new. Made some new ones. Got to go see the 30th anniversary Fairlight and play uh, uh, around with it. Wow, cool. Uh, thanks to our good friend Rob Puricelli, our failed Museo friend who uh, hooked me up while I was there. Uh, got to visit with some of my famous and less famous friends uh, who I didn't expect to see when I was there. and So that was all very wonderful. I saw three different cities I'd never been to before. got taken out of town and treated like a family member by people I had just only met,
1: and uh, it was great. Oh, fantastic. So how long were you there for altogether? Two weeks. Wow, so that's quite a long trip. Long enough to uh, really feel the jet lag both ends, <laughs> basically. I have no idea which end is up, and I hardly slept last night. Oh we'll, man! You
0: know, we'll, I'll sleep as needed. I don't have any particular demands on me right now.
1: Oh, well, that's good. I have to
0: have dinner on the table tonight very early because the kids both have a rehearsal. So uh, that's my biggest problem right now.
1: Well, welcome back, and I'm glad you uh, you you made it w- you made it with us. I'm very pleased to see you. Uh, Well, we've also got with us um, another, uh, well, it's another special occasion, really, because today is uh, somebody's birthday, as far as (laughs) I understand, and that that little chuckle there was uh, Mr. Gaz Williams, (laughs) songsurgeon.co.uk, resident uh, uh, Welsh producer, and uh, based in Bristol, and also the co-host of the uh, Sonic Touch, uh, a a show about iPads and uh, touch devices, which uh, we posted episode nine on Friday, and it's gone down very well. That was a good episode. So, how are you, Gaz? Are you feeling... Are you feeling has life just begun for you? How are you feeling today?
2: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it is 40 for me now today. Um, so that's yeah, I'm quite excited really. Um things are going well. Um so the job that I'm just doing, which I was which I am now able to talk about, is this uh I'm playing bass in a rock opera in Paris, and that's gonna be fantastic. But that's taking up all my time now from now until June. That's gonna be a Mm, it's like a kind of modern interpretation of an old Monteverdi um opera but yeah, the top lines are all kind of the, the 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 as written but the kind of the accompaniment is all kind of very contemporary but i think it'll be of great interest to a lot of the listeners because uh, there's loads of great sounds being used. Um, lots of Fairlight sounds. Lots of Hammond Nova chord uh, samples are being used. Unfortunately, not a real Nova chord, but um, yeah, try to tour uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else? Um, lots of G4 software plugins, which I'm pleased mm. to, to say. Uh, um, the 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 virtual string machine and the Emtron. Um, and the mini monster. So, how's it
1: working live? Are you you you're involved in the tech setup as well? You're not just playing bass. So, you're going to be on stage playing
2: bass. Are you going to tech it at the same time? Yes. Well, no. <laughs> yes and no. <laughs> I'm going to tech it initially uh, to get the. Um, I'm going to be converting the project across. It's been uh, uh, it's been kind of scored in Cubase, and we've got to take the. Um, we've got to make uh, live rigs. Uh, out out. we're going to use um main stage for that right Uh, so it's going to be kind of setting up the machines to do that Uh, there's going to be four keyboards on stage two uh v drum kit setups um and there's there's like about 45 pieces of music. So there's lots and lots and lots of music and there's lots and lots of patch changing. And, and I'm going to be sort of basically setting up that system. Uh, interestingly, yesterday I met up with uh, the guy who has uh, been assigned the job, really, although I'm actually <laughs> ended up doing... I'm like the kind of foot soldier doing it there. But the guy is uh, Jean-Michel Jarre's right-hand man, so that's really nice to be working with him. Uh, he actually said that Jean-Michel is a big fan of... Force Since I was really pleased to hear, so I thought I'd, I d- I don't know if you know that, Dave. No, not at mm. all. Oh, I
1: thought yeah. you were going to say Sonic Talk then for a minute.
3: Yeah, oh, yeah I was yeah, really yeah. disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm
1: happy for you, Dave, obviously, but you know, frankly,
2: <laughs> you get <laughs> out of it. Everybody loves your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I showed him some of the stuff on the iPad, and he was going, "Oh, Jean Michel is a big fan of the iPad, but he, you know, he's going to love this stuff." So I, I introduced him to our show, the Sonic Touch Show. So he's going to so he's going to show that to Jean-Michel so I was really chuffed um so that's cool um but it's quite a complicated job can yeah, uh, imagine it's also kind of making sure that it all runs really stable um and going to kind of be uh well Gonna have it's going to gonna work. <laughs> it's going to work. Going to crash test it a lot, trying to get it working. Um, but then it's going to be good. When, once we actually, uh, we're going to be rehearsing in London for a month or so, and then we're going to move over to France for about seven, six weeks, and then, and, then, and then that's when the performances begin. So hopefully by the time we get to Paris the um tech i'm going to actually pass over the technical side over and then just just be a musician which i'm really looking forward yeah, to that stage you definitely uh, want that
1: i mean <laughs> produ- production rehearsals are kind of man- mad enough without actually having to worry about the technology as well as your parts i would imagine
2: yeah yeah absolutely right. uh and like the opera they the company who's staging it. it's a the theater du chatelet they called and they're based in um well, it's it's the Théâtre du Châtelet, which is in Paris. It's a very very prestigious uh, opera house. There, they they're very kind of um, they're kind of nervous about this pro- production because it's very very different for them to do because there's a, there's some kind of punk singers and opera singers. You know, it's a real mishmash of musical styles. Um, and uh, there's a singer called Carl Barrett, who's a British singer who's in a band called the Libertines. He's going to be one of the... Lead- well, he's actually the male lead, uh, you know, and he's singing opposite like a traditional opera singer. So it's kind of very, you know, it's a kind of... So, a yeah, lot. Of- it's
1: going to be interesting.
2: Mm. And then um, Mark Almond is another of the character, uh, another of the singers, um, and... I've heard some of the Mark Olman songs and he sounds fantastic in it, actually. I have to say, he does actually sound brilliant. So that's going to be really interesting working with him.
1: Oh, well, uh, hopefully we'll be, you'll be able to catch up with us once in a while and let us know what the tech stuff is, because I'd be really interested to know how hmm. this sort of bringing everything together. It's a big project. How many players are there altogether? together?
2: Uh, there's six players um, so there's two keyboard players both with two keyboards each and but then the drummers are, are, are both playing electronic drum kits, some of which but I think we've managed to convince them now to sort of just use V drums and uh, uh, I think we're going to get like a sample pad thing as well for triggering samples. All of that stuff was originally going to come off the main stage thing, but uh, yeah. uh, many, many people have advised us against that. So uh, I think now we're going to kind of get those onto hardware devices. Um, so it's just about trying to configure these machines to be as efficient as possible and trying to get them to, uh, you know, be a really stable, obviously. Um, I just get the, I just get, because uh, the, the patch, all the patch changing is going to be done sort of by somebody actually under the stage. I'm calling him the little troll. He's going to be doing uh, I don't know who he's going to be doing that, so I hope he's not too offended. But um, so that side of things, I've got to try and make it as kind of uh, easy as possible. So, you know, uh, there's so many cues, and those cues have to be bang, and all those things have to change. And those patch changes are going to go to the front of house as well, which are going to change kind of... Um, right, the, scenes the, and what have you. Wow. Mm, yeah exciting so, exciting mm, yeah. stuff
1: well guys yep. congratulations on that um and really uh we'll, we'll definitely look forward to hearing a bit more about that and uh, uh, uh but sadly less of you on a day-to-day basis because i'm sure you're going to be busy enough as it is but uh thank you very yeah. much for sharing <laughs> i'm looking forward to more sharing uh, so and uh, we all, we should also say hello to mr dave spears from g4 software.com who hello. is uh <laughs> sa- <laughs> where is there he is there he is how are you doing there, Dave? Is it your birthday today, or have anything, And ma- have you no. come back from a long, any sort of anything exciting happening to you, or should we just uh, skip over it?
3: Yeah, skip over it. <laughs> skip over it. Go back to Gaz. I'm more interested in that. Yeah, no, it's, it's going to be, be a really, in, that, that's going to be We should go. Why don't we have a jolly out in France? Oh, that would oh, be Tom, marvellous. Tom. Yeah, well, I, I like tickets, the sound of that. Morning, tickets. <laughs> tickets, tickets, tickets. Obviously, like a tout outside. Yeah, yeah. Oh, or the I troll, troll under the stage. I was used to that many years ago. Who's that trip trapping over my stage? <laughs> I expect it'll be Gaz in his giant
1: sort of goatey boots. <laughs> They'll Probably with huge thigh length, glam rocking kind of... Uh, I hope you're going to be wearing that kind of stuff.
2: Well, I mean, that's one of the things we are. We're not in the pit. We're on stage. They want us to be like kind of rocking on stage. Um, Pete Howard, who's the musical director, he's also be playing drums and he was in The Clash. He was the last drummer of The Clash. So they want us to kind of have this kind of, you know, you know they want us to be kind of... Uh, really uh, rocking on stage so that's gonna be fun sorry good Duh. good no no absolutely fantastic
1: well um shall we uh, shall we take a look at the first topic because this one's kind of fun so uh i want to say also hello to tony who's come in uh, and uh, switching in the studio today thank you very much tony and also there's oh if you look there quickly there's the mini uh the moog minotaur which i'm just finishing up the review from just in case Sounds you're interested good. Um, so, uh, button. Hey, hey, Nick. Yes. Should I be seeing you? No, I, I we're not sending video because it just okay, puts right, a massive right, amount of ta- extra stream. I'll, I'll treat you a bit later on. Okay. Did um,
3: Jag har ett larm nere från stan.
2: Det ska finnas en metronom här inne. Hitta den.
4: Så ska ni veta att vissa saker är olag. Men...
1: Oh, this is my favourite bit. It's very tasteless. This is them jamming in a... Uh, well. In a surgery. Okay, right, have we cut, cut that? Um, so, yeah, that was the interesting... Uh, it's called um, The Sound of Noise. I mean, we have seen it already, actually. I thought it was something new because it just showed up on YouTube. But actually, it's from a 2010 film, which was made... There was, in fact... Um, there was in fact uh, a group They're, they are called The Sound of Noise and they were the ones I don't know if anyone remembers we did something on the, ages ago where they broke into somebody's apartment <laughs> played a load of music and then disappeared and this David. is that group and they made a film from, from in 2010 and um, you can get it I did actually join Netflix to see if I could download it but I couldn't find it anywhere haven't checked iTunes but it looks like the sort of film I would definitely like to watch that's described as a musical comedy thriller with uh, police officer Amadeus Wernbring was born into a musical family with a long history of famous museum musicians ironically he hates music and his life is thrown into chaos when crazy musicians decide to perform a musical apocalypse using the city as their orchestra <laughs> awesome eh? if you go to web one tony then uh, this is them in the imdb it's uh it, it's got all the various bits and bobs, but unfortunately it doesn't tell you where you can get it um sadly so um gaz i noticed you you were uh, enjoying that and, and chuckling along there is that some have you seen has anyone actually seen this first to start with
2: uh, no i didn't even know about it i loved that one when they break into the flat though i thought it was so brilliant um so the fact that they've done a full movie it's just amazing but that was yeah i'm just looking up now it was 2010 i thought it was, uh so maybe is it just got a release or something or Release date May 2010.
1: It's not on iTunes either, according to uh, iTunes. According to in the uh, chat room. Hello there, Failmuzo. Mm. Rob, the, <laughs> Um It looks like a great thing. I get a day uh, gap. Sorry, Rich. I may even say. I bet you this is the sort of thing that would probably have been great on the uh, something to watch on the flight, eh? Would you have enjoyed that, or would it have just been a bit annoying?
0: Um, uh, I did not find the trailer encouraging. <laughs> Wondered how it was going to do, not knowing it had previously been released and viewing it as though it were a new product this morning as I prepared for the show. I thought, there's something about this that doesn't look right. I wonder how it'll do. And now I get to find out. Well, I have it um, already done or rather. It's already done. done. I-, I couldn't find or it anywhere. Not done. <laughs> But Tony very
1: uh, kindly brought me in something that uh, means I might be able to watch it later. But I'll say no more about that. So gonna, I'll, I'll let you know. But yeah, I, I think the, one of the comments in the IMDb uh, um, web page says basically, yeah, it wasn't very good. It's just a showcase. It's just a showcase for the musicians um, who've done. Uh, there's several set pieces on that, but I don't know. It's kind of fun. Dave, do you remember doing the? Do you remember when we did the original one of this? The actual um, when they broke into the to the flat. I'm, I'm pretty sure you were probably on the show for that.
3: I don't know. Uh, yeah, vaguely. I've got vague recollections. I, there, some of this looks very, very funny. I love yeah. the bit, especially when he says, why don't you musicians ever shut up? <laughs> <laughs> and they're drummers as well,
1: which kind of really does make it all all make sense. Yeah. Um, directed by Ola Simonson, uh, Johannes Schjarmi-Nielsen, um, and uh, some other names I'm not going to attempt to um, pronounce there, but... Yeah, I th- I like. I- I'm trying to think. Has there been any other musical themed comedy thriller <laughs> that you can think of? I don't think I can.
3: <laughs> think of Not any comedy thriller I'm, or I'm just mean, any I'm musical? Sure. There, I'm sure there's a musical one, wasn't there? Chris linked. I, I sent this through to Chris earlier, and he uh, linked through to, and I think it's called Last Days Here, and that looks pretty entertaining. Not necessarily a comedy, but um, well, slightly. And It's like that, you know, the story of Anvil and all those kind of things look sort of very similar. This band, I think they were called Pentagon or Pentangle, or Pentagon or something like that. Looked pretty good, looked very uh, interesting. Rob GS
1: in the chat room says, uh, looked like a viral for propeller head software. <laughs> That's actually well, it
3: kind of did, a it? Good shout. yeah, yeah,
1: and uh. Uh, and what's the other? Sc- Scandinavian Spinal Tap? I'm not sure if it's the same. It has the same rock kind uh, je- of maybe sort of sp- Scandinavian stomp, something like that. Uh, f- Rob, uh, failed museum in the chat room has put uh, the link in there. You can buy it via a um, some kind of uh, Amazon importer. Anyway, kind of fun. Well, so, again, but-
3: rich for his birthday.
1: Yeah, or maybe uh, Gaz. <laughs> maybe, Gaz, you'd like it for your birthday. I'd love it. Hey, I'll, see if, if it please. <laughs> I'll see if I can send you a copy. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll, too, fi- I'll throw them both away. Fi- <laughs> 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 uh, right. Well, anyway, um, good fun. The Sound of Noise been out since 2010, um, which I only realised after I was researching the topic. It's not a new film at all, so that kind of went a bit wrong in terms of uh, breaking news. But, hey, what the heck? Um. <laughs> Let's see, well, I suppose we could say um, a, a word or two from our sponsors because it's that we've got a couple of other interesting topics to come on, and uh, but we've we've been hearing some interesting segments from the lives of our participants, so I think we'll what we'll do is uh, if Tony would like to hit the button, I will say uh, thank you very much to our sponsors. This is Yamaha, what you're seeing here if you're watching the video stream, which I heartily recommend that you do is the yamaha o1v96i and this is uh, yamaha's compact digital mixing console uh, for those of you who are aware of the show we use digital uh, yamaha digital console for for the production of the show in fact and um, we use the dm1000 which is a slightly larger format but this the o1v96i has a lot of uh, internal dsp it's got uh, VCM effects full suite uh, master strip channel strip vintage compressor stomp effects and revx reverb 16 in 16 out USB 2 audio stream uh, high quality my cams in fact these are the same ones that are on the um, the new Steinberg interfaces that I know uh, PJ for one has been very impressed with so uh, well worth checking out from a sound point of view Uh, 40 mixed channels 32 mono 4 stereo 16 analog and 8 digital inputs 8 ADAT outs 24 bit 96k 8 auxiliary 8 busses Uh, 100-millimeter motorized faders, up to four effects simultaneously, Steinberg QBase AI included, uh, door, control surface support, all sorts of possibilities there. Uh, In fact, um, what we would like you to do, what Yamaha would like you to do, is go and check one out and um, try in one of the larger retailers, uh, certainly in the Pulse stores in the UK. They're sort of stores within stores. And any of your larger dealers in in the US or anywhere around the world should have them in stock and well worth checking out. In fact, they've also got an additional slot, which I didn't mention, uh, which means that as well as the IO you can add any of the other YGDAI expansion slot. So you could have like AudioNet or um, uh, CobraNet, or those kind of things, that audio networking uh, cards, or you could have AS or SPD, all sorts of ways of doing it. Anyway, once again, we thank... Uh, Yamaha for the continued sponsor of the show. Check out Bitly URL, which is bit.ly slash 01V96i, and that will take you right to the product page and uh, check it out. Thank you very much indeed. Okay, thanks. Um, So what's next here? Let's have a look. Um, This next one was the... um, I I actually would quite like to have a look at the uh, Claude Woodward Sonic Manipulator next. I think I'm going to jump straight to that because that just looks like fun, which is not that one. It's just this one.
4: Greetings. This is Claude Woodward here, a.k.a. The Sonic Manipulator. Lordy. <laughs> but today, I'm in serious mode. I've just invented what I think is going to be the future of synthesizer controllers. Behold, the Claude controller. <laughs> This particular instrument consists of three sections. We have the keyboard with the fantastic vibe bar, an invention that I've had for many years and would not play a keyboard without. The Claude controller itself, which is an array of 36 wheels and two joysticks, which you manipulate with your (coughs) left hand, and these all send controller information to a synthesizer. And a pedal board. Which has two continuous pedals and four switches. For okay, I think defeat. we'll
1: cut there. Um, now, I, I agreed. He does come across as a bit of a sort of slightly eccentric chap. I mean, the Sonic, uh, what's his name? The Sonic Manipulator playing to the single lady, uh, sort of little old lady there was quite amusing. But what I really enjoyed with this was um, the idea of that. The the three part. There were three parts to it. the The the, the thing that I enjoyed the most, actually, was the vibe bar at the bottom of the keyboard. What a brilliant idea! The way that you play your notes and then you press your palm, and you can use that for for modulation and pitch bend, and it just seemed like a really brilliant invention and then obviously the other part which was the i think it's 36 pitch wheels which looks kind of crazy but i quite like the idea of normalizing the the idea of normalizing a bunch of synth controls so that it will apply to sort of any piece of software and i thought that was actually quite smart although it you know it's, it's obviously got a slight um tinge of the, uh, of madness to it just because of the character that he is but actually some fairly sound uh, principles and some good stuff in there i know uh, rich i heard you Um, I heard you laughing away there. Was there any of this that sort of uh, rang true with you? Did you get a chance to check it out? I mean, imagine in your adult kind of jet lag state, it may have come across like a sort of bad dream possibly, but uh, maybe I'm (laughs) making an assumption. No, it's not so much that it was a bad dream. It's just that it was
0: really on the edge eccentric. And it's presented as though this is a product design of his. And in as much as it still has no faceplate, no labeling, no nothing, and he's got like super glued little plastic diamonds to mark where on the wheels your positioning is. And you can't ever really see where
1: anything is without actually touching it and changing it. Well, should we just call it um, early prototype stage then perhaps?
0: Well, but that's fine. And I don't, I admire the spirit that leads one to want to design one's own controllers to be expressive. And he does play that, that bar thing in front of his keyboard somewhat expressively. I mean, it's, it's, it works for him, and I admire that. So I, I wasn't scoffing at the idea, or even it is,
1: to be generous, half-baked execution, although it's just it works for him, and it's cool. But I, th- I thought the vibe bar was actually really cool. I mean, he said that's been around for, you know, he's been using that for quite some time, or years, in fact. I and mean, I thought that was actually a really quite a useful uh feet you know function i mean you could presumably that's got some kind of midi mapping that you can map to various things and that look that actually looked pretty cool actually i know gaz i did you, was that something that um that, that you could get off on i like the vibe bar I, I, and i like the idea of the other part the other aspect of the controller what do you think
2: yeah well, i'm really into controllers so i you know anything like that but um what was funny though was i thought oh it's him because I've seen him playing live uh, yeah. in the yeah in the Green Man Festival, just in this real kind of remote part of the festival, sort of like um around midnight. There he is in his kind of neon spacesuit, doing this weird music, and he's kind of got like a kind of weird like theremin kind of controller that he uses. Where um and he has all this kind of weird music going on, but it's kind of comically bad in a way as well. The music and you sort of can't quite work out if he's serious or not, but. You know, um, it's great for that night in the festival, you know, with this all kind of, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, everyone quite mashed, you know, just stumbling <laughs> around the festival and you just find this guy in a little corner somewhere just doing this crazy performance. And we just stopped and watched him for a while and we were having a right laugh. And then he took his helmet off and started talking to these girls and we all thought, ah, and ran away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, to be so- fair, I mean, he'd made all this he'd made all this stuff himself, you know all the controllers that he was using he's got it all attached to him in his spacesuit, and he's kind of you know he's manipulating the sounds and pulling on his beavers and you know i th- i like him though i think he, i think it's funny uh, yeah claude woodward um aka
1: the sonic manipulator um i'm i'm still kind of to you know i'm i'm still putting uh, out there that the the vibe bar and something along the lines of a generic controller which will allow you to map, you know. So, I mean, the th- it was impossible to see. You couldn't, you know, you'd need to have made it to know where everything was. But imagine that it had been sort of subjected to some industrial design principles and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And so, therefore, because the, this has been one of those what? problems that we've always had, which is like, how do you control any bit of software with any with any particular controller? And, Dave, I mean, you, you know, you went to the, to to the, um, oh, not Dave, um, but uh, uh, Kent Spong went to the, to the, the um, uh, all the effort of actually creating a dedicated hardware controller for the software which is absolutely fantastic but that is also absolutely impractical for you know a lot of other uh if you want to reuse it a lot you know if you want to use it for all sorts of things and i like the idea of this being a kind of generic controller i mean do you think there's any mileage in that or am i just kind of uh paddling? generic
3: controllers
1: well but generic <laughs> not not no i don't mean generic controller, but a generic synthesizer controller rather than, you know, this sort of concept of eight knobs and eight faders and, and a transport control.
3: Yeah, I mean, that struck me slightly... <laughs> slightly... I mean, I love the eccentricity of it. all. And, I, um, I, and in fact, I really quite like that vibe bar. But how annoying does pitch bend get after a while? Yeah, pretty <laughs> annoying. You can definitely OD on the pitch bend, but I would recommend that everybody goes to his um, website, the sonicmanipulator.com, and just at least sit through the video called (laughs) Radio Radiation. It's utterly brilliant. It looks like a kind of really old GeoCity site. Circa sort of ninety one or something mm. like that, but yeah, brilliant. I love I love this kind of message
1: Actually, that was the thing about the vibe bar. The fact that it was allowed you to pitch bend in very small degrees meant that you had a variable v- vibrato, which I think was the key point. So it's much more. Um, yeah, you're still yeah. using the keyboard, but you're able to actually, you know, rather than I think he makes the point, rather than just put the mod wheel and it's always going, because that's the speed of the LFO. You can actually. Yeah. Manipulate it much more real-time and make it, you know, so I guess more more Eigenharp than, than Mod Wheel, I suppose, if you like. Yeah, <laughs> Why, and I was kind of thinking. Wine, oh, as you really... to, Calls it the wine bar. quite <laughs> <laughs> like that.
3: That's, <laughs> That's very good. I mean, I was kind of thinking, oh, it'd be neat to do a little retrofit on the front of the keyboard. I dare say somebody, some company somewhere has probably stumbled across it and is trying to work out how to make it for $4.95 or something like that. I don't yeah. know. It's good. It was good, and I like it. I mean, if it works for him, then it just, it, even if it only works for him, he built it, it's his prerogative. I'd like that whole kind of slightly mad Professor vibe, but I did like his video more.
1: Oh, yeah, if we go to the web, actually, there is a shot of his. Oh, look, he's got, like, um, oscillating heading. Look at that manipulator is sort of wobbling. This is his website. It sounds like he actually kind of has quite a laugh live and it obviously creates his character. And the fact that he's wearing a uh, – he's smart because the fact he's wearing a space helmet means that if he can't show up to the gig, somebody else can do it. Mm-hmm. The sonic manipulator. There it goes, all sort of wobbling. In there. Anyway, um, well, I enjoyed that and I think there's some good key points in there and I think that perhaps it might uh, offer something special um, in the future. <laughs> but oh, it's the future, yeah. It is the future now. In fact, actually, that reminded me um, – uh, although dave you said you didn't have anything to announce i i seem to recall that um we we have a winner for the uh the reason songwriting challenge which uh, we had rob pericelli the ak failed musician on the on the site if you just go to the web a second the, um we've got uh the, the song challenges uh, challenge number 1 vast results this was using tom tom pritchard sound design vast refill and uh, I think you bunged a couple of prizes in there, and you were the judge this week, and I think maybe oh, yeah, I'm going well, to be a judge at some point. and I want to let's have a look. there is actually a winner here. Um, the winner was the Quixotes, uh, to which Dave added "Too catchy to ignore. I'm just going to play a little bit of that. I won't play too much of that because it's probably um, going to get me into all sorts of publishing trouble. So um, this was using a single wave, uh, a single refill, right? Was that the idea, Dave, or was it, was there other stuff going on there?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, this vast refill thing. It was really interesting, actually, from my perspective because I kind of initially thought, oh, you know, there'll be two or three that stand out and the rest will be dirge. And actually, they were all really quite good in their own right. And it was so diverse. It was very – you'll find it very hard to judge because – you kind of, you know, when you, you kind of going, oh, that's really cool in its own right, and that's really neat in its own right, and that's a good song, and that, and I just like this track. I, when I was uh, up at Martin Russians, weirdly enough, in the eighties, there was Steve Knight. Do you remember him, the producer? Yes, Steve Knight, um, Japan, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, and he was producing a band called Scary Thieves at the time, who uh, were tipped for humongous things. And I believe, and this could be rumour, I believe that the only reason they didn't go on to huge things is that the singer decided it would be a good idea to sleep with the record company exec's wife. And it just reminded me of that, and I thought they were a great band. And uh, it just really reminded me of that, and it had that kind of whole 80s Yeah, vibe. very,
1: very 80s vibe. I mean, that's the one thing, I suppose, I mean, you'd, you'd imagine that because it's a sound refill that has a specific flavour to it, that, that, that things would have a certain
3: kind of similarity, I suppose but uh not the case no not at all and that's what i found really fascinating it's it was good fun it was really good and thanks for rob uh, to rob for the opportunity to do that i think you'll have uh you'll have it will it will be as hard i'm sure it will i'm be. not
1: sure when i'm slated to do it but uh mess are coming up then a holiday so it might have to be a little bit later and um, we just go back to the website and show you this is uh on the failed website uh there we go. Failmuseum.com, and uh, you should be able to see it all up there. And if you want to find out more about that stuff, if you go to the Propellerhead forums, there's a little dedicated uh, topic there where I think you can. Uh, it's all announced, and the and the packs get downloaded and what have you. So uh, there we go. Thank you very much, and thanks to Rob, and thanks to everybody for who uh, who submitted. And I'm looking forward to to having a go myself. Right, uh, what is next? Um... Let's have a look. And this Android-based well, actually, this Android-based synth tablet could be quite interesting. This is this is um oh yeah, here we go. There's the video. Okay, we we'll want to stop that a sec. It seems to be a, a, a rather poorly 3D modeled thing, just stuck on a load of photographs at the moment. <laughs> so there doesn't seem to be an awful lot to it. Uh, but um if we go to the web page, there's a few more nicer sort of looking windows. Mizulu, it's called uh Niero. It's a portable, net enabled social music device with a musical keyboard, wide touchscreen display. Uh, touch display in a variety of music. It's Android based and it's going to have the Yamaha uh, audio engine series of chips on it, which I think is SoundChip NX1. So it's quite an interesting idea. I mean, I'm all for um, the fact that it's going to be uh, an actual... a dedicated musical device, I mean, that's a great thing and it'd be nice to actually see it come to fruition. I have no idea how expensive it is. Uh, does anyone remember the Yamaha CX 5? It's got, we've got maybe there's yeah. a, maybe they're aiming for that sort of thing. The Yamaha CX 5 was a music computer and sequencer system, wasn't it, that you plug your telly into and you get <laughs> DX cartridges? So I wonder if it's going to be along those sort of lines. I mean, uh, it's hard to compete perhaps in this world when you can just stick all this stuff on a laptop and buy a very cheap. Um, uh i know midi keyboard i know gaz will this be something that you kind of feel tempted to get or you know i mean ipad and and a midi keyboard is probably going to do you isn't it Mm.
2: yeah it's it's intriguing isn't it i mean it's quite interesting that it's got speakers built into it and it's got the keyboard built into it and it's sort of uh you know like a standalone little device it it was kind of making me think of a you know that it's a little bit like the op1 in some respects you know with the white look i mean it doesn't you know it's not the same uh in but uh but just in that sort of it's very small isn't it it's kind of it looks like about uh smaller yeah, it than it a, does lap, look a small. laptop um yeah intriguing little thing, though, I think. Do you think, um, I wonder what they're
1: going for. Do you think it's education or, I mean, utility? I mean, I can't sort of think where
2: this fits in exactly. Uh, I think that's what I was kind of mentioning, the OP1 in a way. I think it's sort of... the People who like those small niche little gadgety sort of things would really dig this, I reckon. Um, mm. But I was intrigued, though, because it's going to be running Android, you know, if that's going to sort of... Raise the stakes of Android uh, as the music-making platform.
1: Well, perhaps. I mean, that would be nice to actually get to to try some other things. I mean, you know, as you know, we've been looking for Android stuff for, to review on the Sonic Touch Show, and the only thing I found looked really good, but it would only run on something that was running the latest version of uh, Android. Uh, it was sadly not my phone or many other devices, so it sort of didn't really kind of go. But mm. you know, it, it could be something that's co- that's cool. I mean, maybe maybe this is an area that um, that that we should expect to happen. I mean, you know, because in so many ways, you know, we've we've got these kind of just generic devices, these computers that we plug any other stuff in, and the idea of having something that's dedicated to doing music, I mean, maybe that's a good idea. What do you think, Rich?
3: One second. Oh, it's on the I'm... phone. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really have an opinion on this. This doesn't exist, does it, really? No, I, I think they
1: announced it or did something. They went South by Southwest, which seems to be where you go to pitch your madcap ideas. And I'm guessing they're here, they they must have been there doing that, and there was a bunch of pre-press, which is why it was picked up by the various blogs and sort of showed up in my uh, in my inbox. In fact, Gaz, you were the one who sort of pointed me at this and I thought, well, perhaps that's uh, perhaps there's something in it. But it, actually on, on sort of deeper digging, there doesn't seem to be anything at all apart from some mock-ups. So maybe it's got a little way to go.
2: Hmm. Yeah, weird. I, yeah. Didn't look like it had very good connectivity though. It looked like it had just like mini jack on the side. I couldn't really see if there was like USB or uh MIDI on there. So, I'm not it's sure. Not
3: real gas. Doesn't exist gas.
2: Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, actually, I think they did actually they must have Could had some Then they must have some prototypes made because uh they were I think they were showing it in actually uh at South by Southwest. So, perhaps um it was there, but perhaps mm. it wasn't. Hm. Mm. Um, Hey, how's Rich doing? Okay. Is Rich available to uh, to join us? I can't see him. Ah, oh, no, it's not yet. <laughs> That's all right. Um, actually, well, while we're uh, while we're waiting, and we could actually think about the um, we've got music Messer next week. I can't believe it's suddenly come. Out. I I am so completely underprepared. Apart from I've booked a flight. And got somewhere to stay. I've got a few appointments, but I I feel completely unprepared because it's been so quick after the heels of Nam. I wonder whether there's anybody's heard any rumours because we know we've got a few. There's a few things going on. I mean, obviously there's the new Casio XWG1, which is the sort of sister product to the P1, which uh, caused a major stir at uh, at Nam. Um, people seem to be kind of welcoming it with open arms, whereas you know other synthesizers. It was funny, the Casio must be, must be smiling on every every uh, from every possible angle because, I mean, it's it's so easy to launch something like that and just be labelled as completely rubbish, whereas they seem to have, uh, have not at all, so that's great. There's also, what else is there? We've got the Earwave uh, Magma, which is uh, another base synthesiser with a sequencer built in. Um, uh, propeller heads have got a... press conference which they're having on the night before of the show Mm. uh which i'm hoping our flight doesn't get until 25 to 5 and the press conference is on the six o'clock so i'm really hoping uh to be able to get in there and um and make it i'm pretty sure i could a fast car i know dave you were going to be coming along to that um does that mean you can say anything about any of this or um you probably can't say anything about anything really can you without fear of retribution nope. but outside of this is there anything else you've heard of from uh, from music messer that you you
3: all you, that you'd like us to check out that you haven't had a chance to see yourself do you know i was gonna well as you well know i was gonna go but then i suddenly realized that my passport had <laughs> ran out <laughs> and my wife had decided to like renew the entire family's passport and didn't do any express things. so i was like do i book a ticket and sort out some accommodation knowing full well that my passport probably won't arrive in time, or do I not? So I'm not. Uh, but I know of a couple of things that are going to be announced, and that's all I can say. Right. I'm very sorry. I wish I could say more. No, I well, really I totally do, understand. they are very exciting. And... I
1: totally understand. Well, maybe you can tell me after the show so I can go and make sure that we get a film of them before before anybody else does, because I don't know of much, to be perfectly honest um i think i spoke to yamaha i haven't even got an appointment because you know yamaha i don't think yamaha releasing anything this particular show they said no you know we we saw it uh before it was kind of you know we saw it at nam uh korg uh they have got something apparently and we're going to go and see them uh roland have got something as well that they're very excited about but can't tell us anything about it so i don't know um exactly what that might be uh gaz have you heard any rumors
2: uh, no, I mean, um Echo Sonic was saying that, reckoning that Live Ableton Live 9 may appear finally, and I'm wondering whether that will ha- happen, because, gosh, it's been a long time since they've kind of moved up a, you know, think, uh, uh, yeah. up a version, I mean, what, we've been on Live 8 for, Four years, is it? Is it's it really?
1: Good Lord. Some
2: it's something like that. Uh yeah, it's a long old time. Um so you know, with Bitwig in the wings, you know they were going to have to do something pretty quick. Uh, well, I
1: did actually try and organise an appointment with Bitwig because I met them at Nam, and they were like really kind of excited and sort of fired up and sort of thrilled. And uh, and uh, I, they're not showing at Mesa and they won't be demonstrating. So it's, I think there's obviously a few select beta testers who are obviously feeling the love, but I have absolutely no idea what to expect from it. I mean, hopefully we're going to be uh, meeting up with someone from Bitwig and just having a chat and seeing what it might be that that's all about. But uh, at present, there's nothing to see apart from what you can uh, just see on YouTube. Um, Live 9 would be great, says Tracy Evans in the chat room. Uh, Let's have a look. Uh, I don't know what else there is. Logic X will come out for Cougar.
4: Hmm.
1: cougar cougar that's a great idea for an <laughs> operating system or if that's actually true only for people over 40 yeah, I guess. yeah I only, only, so. only for people over 40, only ladies over 40 yeah <laughs> that's quite funny um and but but roland i'm not sure what roland's sending um i know that they want to send us a jp80 to kind of some that has somehow some kind of relationship with what that's coming out but that's all i know i have no absolutely no idea what that is the um c80 Sorry. It'll be an MC80. Well I know I think maybe it's the PG80. Ah, okay. I don't know. I mean that's a guess, a complete guess. I hope I'm not right because they will probably sue me. I think I signed an NDA. <laughs> uh, and of course my uh, my partner is ringing me now, um but apart from that I won't be able to take that call because uh, I'm doing a show dear. But um yeah, I don't know if is Rich back yet. You can see via Skype, can you? Yeah. Ah, Rich. You're muted, but apart from yes, that, back. Back. Um, I forgot what we were just talking about MESA possibilities, but before that, I was going to ask you a little bit about what you thought about the, uh, the uh, what's it called? The <laughs> Android-based tablet Nero. The me- that, looked, that looked very interesting to me. me. I'd did. love
0: to get my hands on one and see how it felt to use.
1: Do you, I mean, do you think there's any room for this kind of thing? I mean, the last thing I could think of that was like this. I mean, Gaz mentioned the OP1 and you know, the Yamaha CX um, five music system. But oh, it all looks like an ultimate VL tone to me. But I'd, <laughs> I'd be
0: interested to play with it and see if I
1: if I. It was fun and it sounded good. Sure. And the fact I don't care if it's Android or what. I no, mean... it doesn't matter what it is. But I mean, it's, it'd be nice. I mean, it'd be nice if it was good. But uh, I yeah. just don't know how much room there is. I want to play with one. Yeah. Get in the set one here. I'll yeah. play with it. All
0: right. Well, we'll see what we can do, mate. And, and you know, interestingly or tangentially, uh, the right end of the Fairlight 30th of, uh, anniversary keyboard controller has an uh, an Android there.
1: Oh. Ah. Where the keypad used to be. Oh, interesting. Just an Android? I believe so. I wonder why that Key is. I think that's what it was.
0: I mean, that's the. it replaces the key control. They had a 10-digit key pad there before, and now it allows you to do certain other things as well. Right. Oh, wow. And I actually thought that they could expand it. Even I mean, the, it th- th-
1: the thing that's actually quite funny is probably, you know, it could actually the the, the original, um, the, the amount of power that you can get in an Android phone these days. It, maybe it's Android-powered. Maybe the entire thing for runs much, on it. I'm pretty sure it was Android OS. What the like That'd be bonkers. Wow. That, well, we'll have to check that out. But that'd be very interesting.
0: Unless I'm confused. Unless I'm
1: really jet lagged and confused. That's uh, the way I remember it. I think somebody saying um, I thought it was an iPhone or an iPod Touch. I remember no, them. No, no,
0: no, no, no. They're not using an Apple product there. It's it's uh, a Google thing.
1: Ah. Okay. All right. Interesting 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 um well uh and the other thing that we were talking about was this um the, the obviously meso is coming up next we'll be doing we're, we're taking three people we're doing the usual show thing we're going to have lots of videos and do all our normal coverage so i'm looking forward to that from that point of view i mean it's a very different show to to uh, to nam just purely because it's uh, smaller and there's just a bit less manic although it's it's smaller in terms of uh importance but it's probably bigger in terms of geography it's a much larger site um so there's lots of walking around um is there anything that you've heard of rich that you think might be coming out you got any rumors uh, up your sleeves anywhere
0: no nobody talks to me
1: (laughs) that's not true i
0: talk to you no no i mean no those guys don't talk to me about what they're doing usually unless it's dave (laughs) <laughs> yeah in which case i'll just tell everybody yeah, well
3: yeah. no but... we should just make stuff up shouldn't we like uh, let's say i lock a discontinuing usb interface it's going to be firewire 800 only
1: <laughs> ah! let's
0: Why do not? that let's
3: put that out as rumor
0: the thunderbolt yeah my,
3: thunderbolt. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's a great idea thunderbolt iLock like. no, and nothing else work gas um, have you heard anything that uh, you could tell uh, you could tell us about that uh, won't get us into any trouble no, no, sorry, totally in the dark. Oh man, we're so irrelevant these days, aren't we? We're yeah. Just... <laughs> but may I cycle back one topic real
0: briefly? For yeah, a second? of course. Talking about that eccentric fellow with his multiple wheels and pitch bars and all that stuff, and 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 um, and then we got off into a concept of well, wouldn't it be nice if you could do that? Well, it seems to me you can in a thousand different ways, particularly once you get into the Ableton environment, but even everywhere else. And Novation tries to make it possible with that wacky auto map software that I just don't seem to get along with very well. And uh, M Audio is trying to make it work with all of their software. And everybody pretty much allows you to customize what you described quite accurately as your eight knobs, eight faders, and eight drum pads to match some combination of things in various pieces of software. So if you have the patience to sit there assign controllers and save presets, you can do a whole lot of what he's doing on Mm. some level with some kind of control. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like we don't have a plethora of generic controllers right now.
1: I suppose what I was saying really was I'm kind of getting a bit tired of the eight knobs, eight faders, and eight pads. I'd rather there was another generic template that people use, because to me, that is wholly inappropriate for controlling most instruments. It's okay for kind of blocks of eight faders, sure, but it's not really very useful for synthesizers and instruments.
0: Well, perhaps then, for example, the, uh, as much as it might be overkill for the task, the existing touch digital controller for imp two could be used to control almost anything else. If you wanted yeah. to map its controls, if you wanted to create ma- uh, basically mapping overlays yeah, that would take what it spits out and convert it to, you know, whatever synth-speak you wanted to convert it to. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, I totally get you there. I mean, I think I've mentioned before, I used to have, uh, I've still got the uh, Novation KS4, which has quite a lot of knobs and faders and envelopes on it. And I just used those sections... And map them within Logic when you could do that controller mapping within Logic, which was very tedious because it was on a song-by-song basis. But it meant that the envelope matched an envelope, and the envelope two matched envelopes. You know, so it was it made sense. You could reach for the filter knob, and it was always going to control the filter, assuming you'd taken the time to to set up. But that's the kind of same thing as what Automat was trying to avoid, wasn't it? It would just kind of generically know uh, that it would work that way, and that's that's the whole purpose of the way. Well, that until Autom- I until I pointed out <laughs> that they had so
0: woefully few templates that for me, it wasn't terribly useful and I just don't have the interest to sit there and create all of my own templates for my own devices. I guess some people do. And for those people, this is the perfect product. And their answer was, "Oh, but it's so easy to do. What you just touch this, and you turn that, and you do it like this, and you stand on your head, and at the end of the day, you've got your template done." And it's just not something that particularly interests me. But as I look at the Ableton world and the people surrounding it, the ease of mapping parameters to con- you know control parameters in that software is just stunning. It's one of the greatest things about the software. And but it's is, is that so is that generic?
1: I mean, this is the but the the difference is quite critical. Is that? On a per song basis, or is that as an overall? No, thing? you write an Ableton template that sends certain controllers on certain actions. Uh, yes, it's got there's, map, a te- there's a text mapping file, isn't there? That's right. And
0: you can map those inputs to whatever you want within that little. Uh, they have a little sort of a you know chaos pad grid on screen that you can map the x and y axis to from and to, and uh, it really become it, it, if you you can create this pretty easily. In what's there, and if yeah, if you're limited by the number of controls, then you'd have to take something like Kent's and and Richard's touch digital and Dave's touch digital device and create map overlays so that every single knob is controlling its appropriate function in every synthesizer you use.
1: Hmm. Yeah, yeah, but again, it's that it's that setup, isn't it? It's like. Well, is that any harder yeah. than buying his thirty-two unlabeled wheels? I suppose not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you've 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 successfully uncovered the flaw in my in my <laughs> argument there, even after thirty-six hours being uptime and transatlantic travel
3: or transpacific.
1: But I've got a mini tour I've got a mini tour. <laughs> Anyone want to know anything about that before we finish up? Because I'm going to have to finish up a little early because my daughter is uh, off to. Uh, I've got to pick her up from gym. But, uh, I just finished the review of it and uh, it should be posted up quite soon. And uh, um, it's quite nice. I mean, it's got that sound, you know, it's the the sound mm-hmm. of the oscillators and the are very moogie. The filters kind of not the classic moog sound. It doesn't have that sort of warm distorted fuzz that you get in the same way the sort of is that the filter sounds like the resonance is not part of the filter sweep it's like a separate entity i don't know how right. to how else i would describe it It just doesn't feel quite as integrated um and obviously there's not an awful lot of synthesis functions you can't oscillate a sync there's no pulse width modulation but it's you know an affordable moog i mean it's one of the cheapest ones you can buy but it does have uh, limitations. You know, if you want a synthesis, then you should probably get a Slim Fatty because that'll do more. But if you want the sound of those really nice waves, I mean, it really does. You just go, ooh, that sounds nice. But that's... A, in, sorry, Rich. In, in that same size and form factor, Macbeth
0: seems to be working on something that's more or less like, you know, a mini Mogan, a tiny The micromat, kind
1: of I, t- I must say, yeah. the, the stuff I've heard from Ken Macbeth, I mean, it's much more expensive. He's more like a thousand quid, but it sounds absolutely brilliant oh, he's,
3: away with the he he's posted that. a few
1: videos of just him yeah, it's got th- it's yeah. got three oscillators and yeah. they've all got waves that uh equal that moogs I and mean, they just sound i abs- think it's a sweepable
0: wave shape if i'm not mistaken which yeah. is something i've been sort of talking up over the last year. To I certainty. think so.
1: I know. I don't think they're cheap, um, but, you know, he's a boutique sort of bespoke synth maker, effectively. He doesn't make it in the thousands. He makes hundreds of them, I guess. But it looked, I mean, that sounded gorgeous. And the the, 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 the the flexibility, just with the simple switching, that really looked, yeah, I really want to get hold of one of those and try it out, because what I heard just sounded really, really delicious, frankly. Yeah, it's not that. The, this Moog is not that, but it's, it's you know, less than half the price of, of what Ken is doing. Um, so I kind of say, you know, I, I like the fact that you can uh, uh, CV input and you can modulate from external sources and do that. That's kind of nifty. Um, but it, it, it's not perhaps a first synthesizer because it doesn't do enough synthesis for my to my ears. But it's a really good sounding bottom end sort of bass instrument. There's no doubt about it. There. So mm-hmm. now you don't need to watch the review really, because that's pretty much <laughs> that's pretty much it in a nutshell. <laughs> But uh, yeah,
3: we'll still watch
1: it. It's no, it's a good. Uh, I, I think people, I, I'll tell you what, the people have been going crazy for it. I posted the me opening a box, right? I opened a box and didn't do much else, and it got like I don't know 70 comments, most of which is me, is t- them telling me I'm saying Moog wrong.
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: So I'd like to say, yes, I know, thank you, but I can't, I'm genetically predisposed to say Moog, I can't say Moog. It just doesn't come out right. Even when I was in the intro introduction of the video saying, I'm not going to be able to say Moog, I was saying Moog wrong. <laughs> so, is,
2: I, I've been thinking about this, Nick. I've been thinking that the Moog doesn't make a Moog sound. It only makes a Moog sound, doesn't it? You can't make it go Moog. You know, Moog. So it is Moog, officially. There.
1: Okay. I'll stick with that. And as the birthday boy, I think you get the final word there. So uh, I'm going to say thank you very much because I'm going to have to chip off now. And I want to say thanks to everybody for joining us. It's been a great fun show, as usual. Uh, So Gaz Williams, um, 40 today and (laughs) about to embark on a fantastic... Um, project. I'm really looking forward to hearing more about that. Thank you very much for joining us, Gaz. I know you've probably got some serious drinking to do. I mean, what are you doing sitting in a darkened room with a pair of headphones on? The pubs I'm are to, open.
2: I'm off to do a photo shoot now for another thing. So, um, yeah. So it's crazy, crazy, crazy. And then up to London, six o'clock in the morning tomorrow. I've been in London all week. Just come back for today, and then back again.
1: Well, oh, yeah. <laughs> work, work, work. I hope you get to have some play, play, play too. So, thanks very much for joining us, Gaz. And also, and also, uh, we've got Rich Hilton over there, who is, I must say, holding up incredibly well um, to the uh, to his trials and tribulations of travel. Um, and thank you very much for joining us, Rich. I know that uh, you were with us an hour early, and um, you were out there as well, because I think you've had a time change in the US as well, right? Yep so yeah. but thank you thank you very much And i know um you're probably really tired so you i just have no idea what time it is anywhere in the world anymore <laughs> well i can tell you that it's two minutes past five here in the uk and uh yeah. thank you thank you for joining thank us you. and uh, um, thank you for um for staying with us so uh, i hope you have a good restful evening tonight and you get back into your usual routine as soon as you possibly can thank you and Dave Spears over there on the right hand side, thank you also for joining us g four dot com um, and thanks for um, judging that competition so we could uh, let the winners um, have a have a bit of an outing on the sonic talk podcast and thanks to Rob for letting us know that it was up and there and ready so um, i won 't be seeing you at music massa and no. um, well i 'll see you around soon you 'll have to come down and visit the new place and pick up your prophecy
3: yes i will we 'll bring the uh... Yeah, we'll bring a couple of things down for you to play with as well. Excellent. And yes, thank you very much, and happy birthday to Gaz. Enjoy the day. It's all downhill from here Nonsense. On. <laughs>
1: 40 was when it all started getting good for me. So uh, anyway, take care. That was Sonic Talk number 258, uh, and that's it. It's a wrap.